0: My brothers and my sisters, who special guests who came today. It's good to see Joe Pyle with us here, he, able to, to show up again today, too. So. But let me say this as a pastor of a local church I am this is not to diminish anybody being here, but as my people, it's my church family. They're so important, they're so special, and I thank you. My church family, those who have been here with us before, who have come back for this occasion, those who are with you, those who are with us now, and as we look ahead, those who will be with us in, in the time to come. By the way, there's a whole group over in the fellowship hall in an overflow area who are watching us too. So uh, again, thank you all for being here for that. I want to just share just a few moments. I'm gonna. I looked at my time, and we're gonna get you some lunch here in just a moment. But I just want to touch on a couple of things. You've seen a lot of the past we have what God has done, and, and I'm telling you, he has been so faithful. My words, uh, they're gone. I, I, don't, I don't know how to express fully my gratitude for to God for all that he's done. It hadn't been easy. It's been shared and stuff. But God has been faithful in everything that has happened. We live in a uni- unique and wonderful place called Fountain Hills. We have a unique and wonderful uh, uh, fellowship of, of Bible-believing pastors and churches that, that join together, that love Jesus and love this community and and have given themselves to this community. So, uh, it, you know, if you're a part of one of those churches, God bless you for, for serving God where, where he has put you. It's always been my approach that I want people to find a place where God wants them to be. If it's here, that's fine. That's wonderful. But if God wants them in another one of our churches here in town, we want to be the greatest cheerleaders for every Bible-believing church in, 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 the, in the town of Fountain Hills. That's what, because it's about the kingdom, it's not about us. And so we are grateful to God for those. For those. And saying that, let me read to you a passage of Scripture. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 2. It says this, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, That you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to Him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, It is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they were also appointed. But you, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who have not attained mercy, but have now obtained mercy." God has called us, and I believe this with all my heart, God has called us to be Cornerstone Family Church. We have a great legacy as a church. Most of our history is found under the the name of First Baptist Church, and we still are a Baptist congregation. And I don't know if you know all that that means, and I don't have time to tell you all that that means. But but what it means to me, uh, a man who 65 years ago was put in a Southern Baptist nursery, in First Baptist Church of Chandler, Arizona, and was raised there, grown there uh, grew there, and, and, and was taught the basics of my faith there by faithful people who love Jesus. I, I'm so grateful. It means that I can have a relationship with God and you can have that same relationship with him. It means that God created you for himself and he loves you enormously. And he sent his son for each and every one of us. If we just put our faith in him, And it means that it's not about religion, it's not about even about religious practice, but it's about a God who who loved you so much that he's called you into an intimate relationship with him where you could know him and he could know you. And you could experience his presence, not just when you gather in a building like this, but every day, everywhere, he's there with us. And that's the promise that we have from our Heavenly Father. You know what Jesus said? He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And sometimes we look at that wonderful passage and we think that means whatever happens, Jesus is going to be there. And that's true. He's going to be there. But it means more than that. It means that every day, everywhere, wherever he's called you, he's going to be right there. You never, ever walk by yourself if you're a child of God. He is always with you, sustaining you and encouraging you and empowering you to be the person that God has called you to be. You see, Cornerstone Family Church, in the future, that's what I want to talk to you about. In the future, we have believed that God has called us, first of all, to make sure that Jesus remains the foundation of this church. If it's not about Jesus, it's not about anything, folks. If he's not the center, if he's not the foundation, if we try to build on any other theology, philosophy, approach, other than, than Jesus Christ, then we cease to be the church, the body of Christ. Listen, there are wonderful, benevolent organizations in our community doing wonderful things. Praise God for those people who are doing those things. But the church was called to be the unique body of Jesus Christ. And we've been called to share the gospel. You see, sadly, there are people who will reject the gospel as Peter wrote about here. And I can't think of a sadder thing than someone to have heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and say, I don't want any of that. And step into eternity without Jesus Christ. And folks, there is an eternity. And there is a reality of heaven and a reality of hell. I know those are not popular uh, 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 ways of thinking today. But we as the Cornerstone Family Church, we believe... That Jesus is our foundation and his word is the standard of truth for us. And if his word says that we believe it, you say, well, Tony, you got it all figured out. No, I don't. And I'm going to tell you there are parts of his word that I struggle with personally. I don't don't get it. I say, God, sometimes I talk to him like this. God, what are you doing there? What do you mean by this? This doesn't square with my thinking. And you know what I find out every time? The problem isn't with his words, it's with my thinking. He has given us his infallible, inerrant word, and we stand upon that. It doesn't change. When the social mores change that we find ourselves dealing with, it still doesn't change. His truth is truth. And if it is truth, it's eternal. And if it's not eternal, it's not truth. There are always fads. There's always movements, but God's word stays the same. It is the foundation, and Jesus is the foundation of everything we are as a church. When you saw all those different ministries, they are all based on the reality of who Jesus Christ is. Our ministries are set up in this church that, that where, where Jesus is the focus He's the center of those things. And that brings me to the second thing when, you, when, when I want to share with you about our church. The, the second thing, we're, with Jesus as our foundation, the second thing about our church is that our families are the focus. We love families at Cornerstone. We love families. We love them at all ages. Many years ago when I entered the ministry, it was popular for churches to do a focal approach which simply meant that you would needed to decide what age group what age group you wanted to focus on and that's how you built your ministry now some people did that and worked for them fine it wasn't my i didn't believe that first of all that was god's approach i believe god intends for the church to be family i love seeing white hair mine's going that way i saw some pictures of when i got here i had brown beard but I love seeing the white hair because our young ones, our babies, our kids need to have the stability of those who walk that walk. But I love seeing the kids too. I love getting hugs when I come to church. They say, Pastor Tony, come give me hug. I love that because our older people need the life and the vitality of those young people. The church was intended to be a family. Now that means for us five quick things. As a family, we're followers of Jesus Christ. We follow no other. I'm not the head of this church. The deacons are not the head of this church. The people are not the head of this Jesus is the head of his church. And together on the same journey, whatever role God has called us to be in it, together on the same journey, we follow our Jesus. Amen. We're followers of Jesus. Second thing, we're accountable to one another. Like it or not, you're my family. And you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. You're stuck with us. And listen, what's it mean to be family, to be accountable to one another? It means that, yes, sometimes we're going to have to deal with some difficult things. There are going to be some hard things. Sometimes feelings get hurt in families, not only in church families, but in real families. Or nuclear families, let me put it that way. But you see, the wonderful dynamic of a family is that that group of people can go through hard things and on the other side still be family. And by the way, if they can't, they were never really family in the first place. We are accountable to one another. The third thing, very quickly, we are makers of disciples in this church. Yes, we want people to enter into the kingdom of God. We want them to know the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But we don't want them to stop there. We we want them to grow in their faith. So that they too can lead others to Christ and make disciples. We are also... People, as I said earlier, immersed in the Bible. It's the word of God. You know, we have no other source of teaching in this church except this word. That's it. We don't have another books, and we read other books. I mean, we're we're not illiterate when it comes to other things. But this is our source of truth. And quite frankly, I'll make it very clear. This is our only source of truth. We have no other source of truth. The next thing we are is that we are a people that are designed to learn. And I'm going to put it this way because it's very important you understand. It. We're a people that are designed to, <clears throat> to learning how to love God and love one another. I would love to be able to say, statement: we just love God and love one another. Well, that's not always true. But what I hope is always true is that we are learning to love God and to love one another. And then the fi- final thing of our family Dynamic, as we want to be a people yielded to the Holy Spirit, we don 't want to be self controlled we want to be controlled by the spirit of God and that brings me to the last thing I want to share with you today as part of our where I believe God is leading us it 's procl- I call it our proclamation of praise, and what it simply means is that the world is our mission, the world is our mission and you know the book of Acts gives us this wonderful dynamic of of, of, of how this is supposed to work. Jesus tells his disciples, the Holy Spirit's power will come upon you and you will be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. And you see, for us here at Cornerstone, our Jerusalem is Fountain Hills. Fountain Hills is our Jerusalem. It is our starting point. And our primary mission that God has given us as a church is to share the gospel with the people of Fountain Hills. But it doesn't just stop in Jerusalem. It goes to, it goes to our Judea. And I, for me, I'd say our, our Judea would be Arizona. As we move out beyond the the, the limitations of, of this town, we don't stop here. We realize that the people all over the state of Arizona that need to know Jesus Christ and be encouraged. But again, it doesn't stop there. It moves out to the Samaria, as Jesus said. And once again, for me, Samaria would be the United States. And we are called to share the gospel to every state in our 50 states. And then finally he says, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Well, of course, that speaks for itself. That we are called to share the gospel and be a part of sharing the gospel. To the entire world. I have pastored four different churches. And each of them had their own dynamics. One of the dynamics of this body. Is that it is a mission minded church. An incredibly mission minded church. You start telling people let's do a mission thing. They get on it. David said a little bit earlier that the church gave... Over 2 million, it's, 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 it's I just say this so you, you understand that in the 20, last 20 years uh, that, that, that I've been here 18 years, almost 20 years, it's close to $2.6 million that have gone outside the walls of this church to mission work all around the world. But not only that, it is people who've gone themselves and been a part of that. I close my portion and we'll move to dinner here in just a moment with this thought and this and this encouragement. There is nothing like the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is not identified by any denominational label or even by the name that's on the outside of the building. That's not our primary identification. It is identified by a group of people whose lives have been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit of God because they put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. In no one else and nothing else. It is characterized by a people that are empowered by the Spirit of God to carry on the mission that God has called us to carry on. And it is seen in the lives of people who refused to compromise to who God called them to be and what God commissioned them to teach and the mission that God has put them on all the way around the world. I have been privileged for 18 years to be a pastor of such a church. I believe God has his hand upon, and I've told our church this many times, God has his hand not only on our church, but I believe he has his hand on Fountain Hills. And and why I say that is because I see the enemy working. Don told us about that. He's working. And if we're not careful, we will be distracted to deal with everything under the sun. Rather than understand that there is a literal spiritual battle going on over this community. And if God's people do not get on their knees and pray. And then follow the, the Holy Spirit and speak God's truth no matter what arena we find ourselves in, and be the light that Jesus has called us to be, then Fountain Hills has little hope. It has little hope. But praise God, he's put us here. He's empowered us. And not only us, but every Bible-believing church and Bible-believing Christian in this community. God's got something special planned here. Now, if you know me, and I'm going to close with this, you know I also believe Jesus is coming real soon. Jesus is coming real soon. So I don't believe that. It's okay. He'll still be here. (laughs) He's still coming. (laughs) I am 40, almost 44 years into my ministry. Quite frankly, my ministry is coming to the last parts of it. I'm not leaving next week, so... uh, (laughs) And I I don't say that for any other reason, but, but to tell you this, in my heart, in my heart, as a Christian man, secondarily as a pastor, I want to finish strong. I want to finish strong. Whether Jesus comes this afternoon, or 10 years from now, or 50 years from now, or I meet him in the air, or I meet him through the veil we call death, I want to finish strong. And I want this church, because this is my family. But most importantly, you're Jesus' people. I want this church to be faithful and finish strong with the plan that God has called us to. I'm going to invite, as we close this out, I'm going to invite our young people up because they want to bless you. They want to bless you before we leave here today. Let me just say this as they're coming up. If you do not have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, everybody you've seen speak up here, including myself, would just love to speak with you about Jesus. There are people at these tables, particularly over here, that would love to